And our philosophy is to teach students so that they actually become, you know, get this skill for life, not just uh, for this job, but for the next job as well. My name is Ish Bade, and I'm the founder and CEO of Virtually. And this is Reshaping Education, where we discuss boot camps, online education, and how the internet is changing how we learn. Hey, everybody. Ish here today, joined by Martin Ramson, founder and CEO of Career Foundry. Martin, so great to have you here. Would you be able to introduce yourself real quick? Glad to be here. Hi, Ish. Yeah, Martin, I'm from Sweden. I live in Berlin, Germany since about 15 years now. Background in engineering and started Career Foundry back in 2014 after having actually taken an online course that I wasn't super happy with and I thought uh, I could do better. (laughs) So the course that I was taking was in Ruby on Rails. It was kind of an online tutorial without any, you know, support or community around it. And I thought, you know, why does, why does online have to be so lonely and when, you know, on ground learning is obviously with a lot of other people in the classroom and online could be just as lively as well, I thought. So that was the start of Career Foundry, making it a human place to learn online. And yeah, that was in 2014. We've been doing that ever since. And I really fell in love with with learning and with education and all of that. I think it's a fantastic place to be in. There's lots of great people who uh, work in education and who wants to change education like yourself for this podcast. So, yeah, love it. Martin, That's I, I love hearing the backstory of how people made their way into kind of this whole world because it's... We are, even though it's been, you know, almost over 10 years, we're still in the very early stages. This outcome-based education, it's specifically education designed to help you land a job, which is something that really the university has, it seems, been uh, failing on its promise for the past few decades. And really the revolution starts in 2011. We see the first boot camps emerge, Dev Bootcamp, App Academy, Hack Reactor, Hackbright, 2011, 2012, 2014, you were very early in the space. And, and it sounds like Career Foundry has been online since day one. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we were online from the very get-go because of that idea to, to make online more human-centric. And I think of online schools like Career Foundry as kind of the next generation of that bootcamp revolution. So, yeah. That's it's been a, a wonderful journey. And today, a, a little bit about Career Foundry. So we are the typical student that comes to us is uh, somebody who wants to change career, right? So they want to get into tech. They have been in a career where they feel stuck and they want to change. Now, they might not want to actually quit their job to career change or might not be able to. And that's when they come to to us because they need a, a more flexible solution than the, the boot camp. So that's the typical kind of students, and it's a 10-month course. Today, we have about 4,000 students active, 800 instructors all across the globe. That's tremendous scale. And, and I, I, I also love that you guys were online from day one, because that's a very unique approach. When we kind of talk about boot camps, very early on, nearly all of them were in person. And so this online approach is very unique. We know that 
just a few years later, Lambda School launches and also fully embraces the online model. And in recent years, almost every program, especially because of the pandemic, have had to switch online. And it seems like Career Foundry must have had a totally unfair advantage being there from day one. That being said, you know, teaching in an online environment can be very powerful, very transformative, but it has to be treated very differently than in-person education. And so help us understand what are the primary challenges with teaching a completely online school and how do you think about giving students the best learning experience possible, even in a virtual environment? Yeah. So the challenge of online is you want to hang on to your students for the period of the course, right? So in our case, it's 10 months long. And so, you know, we need to keep our students motivated, you know, not feeling alone and wanting to come back to learning every day uh, over those 10 months. And that's the challenge when you don't see them in person, right? It's, the, it's easier to ghost when you're online. That's for sure. So we need to put a lot of effort into building a system that is inviting for people to come back. Primarily how we do that is through this very human centric approach that we've taken. So I think it's actually sort of the core of the company, the culture, if you will, that has this very, puts a lot of emphasis on empathy for the, for the students. And that goes through then to our team, to our instructors and to our students to create a place where it's, where people want to be at every day. So it's not easy, that's for sure. And that's kind of the, the one of the big challenges. We also have then a mentorship model, right? So every student is paired up with a mentor and we also have a tutor, which is slightly, I think, unique in the industry. We make a difference between those two roles. So the mentor is more experienced and the tutor is somebody who might be an ex-grad from Career Foundry who is helping students on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, with that very kind of human support, we help people through this course and we've had pretty good success with it. But still, it's a big challenge because there's a lot of things happening in people's lives, right, over a 10 months period. And, you know, keeping them motivated and on track, that's the, it, that's the challenge. Yeah, it is absolutely challenging. And that being said, I think remote education has this obviously huge disadvantage, which is what we're talking about is just keeping students engaged. On the other end, there's actually parts of remote education which are very advantageous. You know, I think a lot of people talk about the flexibility, how much easier it is to get started. But something people don't talk about is just the vast amounts of data and tracking that's available online versus in person. Like when you're in person, it's hard to understand all the small interactions that students are taking, but everything is tracked virtually, every single interaction. And if you can gather all those signals, that gives you very clear insight to who's engaged and who's not. So help us understand, like, what sorts of signals are you tracking in terms of student engagement and, and what is your team doing with those signals? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. We're, we, we know, um, for each of our students, we know who is on track and who is not. And we can detect signals, as you say, you know, simple things like how often a student is logging into the platform. You know, if they're answering their messages from their instructors, things like that. And we can build a model that predicts who is going to be falling off track, so to speak, on the course and then take action. And the action is often then coming from the instructor. So we might nudge the instructor through our platform 
that the students needs to be nudged <laughs> from a human, right? And that takes care of most of, of those cases. When it's a, a more problematic case, like somebody has an issue coming up in their life and, and maybe they need to pause the course for a while. And so then, of course, we take action through our student team and try to help the students that way. But yeah, definitely a, a huge advantage for digital. And also coming back to, I think the other type of advantages you kind of said as well is the, you know, the access. So, so many people who wouldn't have access to this type of education could potentially have it. And it's our mission of the company is to provide accessible and effective education. And that's what we're trying to do. And that, I think, technology and online helps us be more accessible. Going back to one of the things you said there, which, again, this is very interesting. It sounds like you guys have built your own learning platform. You're collecting a lot of data. Within that data, you're very quickly able to identify who's on track, who's not, and then intervene with the ones who aren't on track. Talk more about what goes into figuring out who's in which category. So for somebody who's disengaged, what signals are you looking at? How can you tell that this person is disengaged? Yeah, it's fairly simple in our case because we have a, the way that our courses works is that you go through a series of, we call them exercises, and you need to pass through all of them to graduate. And for each of those exercises, you need to do certain actions on the platform, right? So we know exactly, you know, where students are in their journey with Career Foundry and if they're progressing towards completion of the course at the pace that is necessary. So we are also telling the students that. So when they log in, they know how many exercises do I need to do this week in order to stay on track. So while we provide a lot of flexibility in terms of when students, you know, do their work, the platform also nudges and also the instructors nudges the students mm -hmm. along. So, so that actually isn't so complicated in our case. Oh, that's absolutely fascinating. And so this human, you keep talking, and I think this is what I love hearing is when you talk about this human element, because I think when it comes to education, that's something that a lot of students don't feel, especially those who've been through traditional universities where universities have really kind of optimized for scale, where they're trying to get as many people through as possible and they're not thinking as much about the outcomes. Whereas what you're talking about here is we want that personalization. We want to be supporting students. And we want to help them get jobs because ultimately yeah. that is our function, our main kind of right. priority and goal. Now, talk about a little more about what are what are the primary reasons that students don't make it to the end? I think you with obviously there's going to be like personal life things that come up, but besides that, what are the primary reasons that students that cause students to fall behind? Yeah. Um, you have a one chunk of people who who realize it's not for them, and that typically happens in the first month. So you have, in our case, it's roughly ten percent of people who go, okay, this is was not, you know, either they don't feel like they are going to be successful for whatever reason, or they don't feel like the the way we're teaching is the right for them, or whatever it is. But like ten percent, roughly decide early on that it's not for them when people continue from there yeah there's the sort of motivational issue of staying motivated towards you know 
this career change over 10 months. And uh, we're trying our best to keep people motivated through our instructors mostly. But yeah, people might feel, you know, that they're inadequate or they might have imposter syndrome along the way. These kinds of things that, that makes them wonder if uh, they're going to make it. And we really try to keep everyone on track and, and engage them, but there's always going to be those who fall off the, the, the track. So, so that's mostly it. And yeah, over the 10 months, we have roughly 60% that manage the full uh, program, 100% of all exercises. And the, another reason for falling or for not uh, completing is actually that some people get a job before they uh, complete the course. Wow. So there's actually not a small number uh, of people who stop the course because they already found a job. We don't recommend that. We want people to actually complete <laughs> the totally. course because we think it's worth it. You know, they need to be ready for, for their new career. But some people decide if they get a fantastic offer, they stop the course. That's also one reason for, for yeah. stopping. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, one of the wonderful things about boot camps is they're so outcome focused. They help people achieve these outcomes, completely transform their lives. And one of the things is that there's two parts to this education program. It's the one part of actually learning the te technology skills. But the whole other part of it is also being able to apply for jobs and being noticed. And and it's it's particularly challenging because while, yes, there is a lot of demand for tech careers and software engineers, there's also this issue that sometimes the industry isn't really clear in terms of what a boot camp education means. And mm -hmm. if boot camp grads are capable of being successful software engineers, how do you train uh, your students to be able to kind of overcome that in the job search process? I know it can be quite an uphill battle for students going coming out of the program and graduating. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we have a career services part, a job prep, job search part of the course. We start with that pretty early, about midway through the, the main program. People, all the students get paired with the career specialists that they can talk to and they help them understand how to present themselves, you know, in interviews and all that and CVs, etc. how to apply for jobs, where to network and all those things. So we're trying to boost their confidence and actually help them become good at uh, finding jobs. Uh, our philosophy is to teach students so that they actually become, you know, get this skill for life, not just uh, for this job, but for the next job as well. And then we have a job guarantee towards the end. So if somebody don't find a job within six months, they can get their tuition back. Right. So we have a lot of pressure to find jobs for all of our students. And so far, it hasn't really been an, uh, a big issue. Before the pandemic, there could be an issue of somebody being in a location where there was not enough jobs. But with remote jobs becoming such a big thing, there's always going to be uh, a lot of remote jobs available. So that has helped us tremendously also to uh, find jobs. And we did a survey on our students and 98% of all of our students is considering to work remotely, which I found kind of uh, crazy and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, we're in a whole different world now. Martin, it looks like we're coming to the end of our conversation. And, and to close us out, tell us a little bit more about 
Career Foundry, the various programs available, and how our listeners at Reshaping Education can learn more about Career Foundry and keep up with you on social media. All righty. So, yeah, we offer online courses to change career to tech. It's all flexible. It's in web development, UX, UI, data analytics, digital marketing, and soon product management. So if you are looking to transition into tech and wanting to work with a school that is very human-centric, then I hope that you will come to us. We have probably the most diverse student population of any school online. And yeah, that's us, careerfoundry.com. You can find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn as well. Incredible. Well, Martin, thank you so much for joining us. This was a fascinating conversation. I had a blast and we will talk to you soon. If you enjoyed that episode, would really appreciate a review or a subscribe on the podcast player of your choice. It really helps us get the word out. With that, this is Ish signing off.